The Gator Men's Basketball Podcast is on the air from the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida. It's the next generation of Gator sports media personalities bringing you the latest in Gator sports, courtesy of the Orange and Blue Sports Network. It's your Gators Men's Basketball Podcast. Welcome back to the second episode of the Gators Men's Basketball Podcast on the Orange and Blue Sports Network. My name is Miguel Molina, and here with me is my co-host, Nick Diaz. Today, we'll talk about what happened in the Arkansas game, as well as talk about what happened in the Tennessee game, and whether this team can even make the tournament. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, the Arkansas game, you know, they won 90-68. to Looked pretty dominant. What do you think? Yeah, Miguel. This Florida Gator basketball team has been dominant at home. They're seven and one with that one loss to fifth or sixth ranked Kentucky at the time. So this team is very good at home, and they're very good against Arkansas. They ran away with that one. Riley Kugel led the team with twenty points. That's always something good to see. Last episode we spoke about his struggles and you know getting moved to the bench. What was going on in that Ole Miss game, and he comes back with a great performance against Arkansas and it was a great team performance Florida shot the ball nearly 50 percent from the floor held Arkansas to to not that very good shooting 37.7 percent and when you do that you're going to get a good win at home yeah like you said Riley Kugel after only playing three minutes 45 seconds against Ole Miss everyone was wondering where was he at? And then, you know, um, I went to that game. I covered that game. And I saw, like, in the press conference, too, that, you know, they had some problems. Him and Todd Golden, uh, Kugel and Golden weren't seeing eye to eye. But then they talked on Thursday prior to that game. They were get, able to get on the same page. And then he ends up dropping 20 points, which is his first 20-point game since the uh, the game against Baylor in November. So it's good to see him back. Um, but, you know, like we were saying, you're only good as your last game. And, well, the Gators' last game against Tennessee, number 6 Tennessee, well, it didn't go according to plan. I mean, they you know, they, they landed down in Tennessee. They took some cool photos in the, uh, in the snow. But once they, once they played play the orange, things got ugly pretty quick. I mean, they lost 85-66. to 66. Um, From what I saw, it, it, it looked like a total domination. What do you think? Yeah, I'll tell you what, those Tennessee Volunteers are going to be a big team come March, and they showed it against Florida. They're a top-five defense in the country. They held Florida to just about 29% shooting. Just to look at it real quick, yeah, 29.4% shooting from the field, 22.7% from three. And just throw a little fun fact out there, Florida has not won in Tennessee in 10 years. Last time, 2014, Miguel. And yesterday was just not a good performance from a team aspect. And one thing I'd like to look at is this game is very similar to Ole Miss in that Ole Miss was a lot bigger than most of the teams Florida has played and Florida struggled. Tennessee, much bigger as and more physical. And they really showed that Florida rarely gets out-rebounded. They got out-rebounded uh, last night. Yeah, like you said, it, just, it seems that when Florida comes against like a team, you know, they're a young team. But when they, you know, go against a seasoned veteran team like Tennessee, you know, they've made the tournament a couple times in the past couple of years, and they've been pretty good for, like I said, the past couple of years. So when you play a team that's a lot more physical and, you know, Florida's brand identity when it comes to basketball is, you know, getting rebounds and going out in transition. When you can't get those rebounds, it's kind of hard to go out in transition. And like you said, they shot 
pretty poorly. You know, 29.4% uh, from the field, 227 uh, from three. You're not going to win. And, you know, although they did pretty well, I would say for, you know, their season standards, 84% from the free throw line, that's not going to help if you're getting out-rebounded. But the key to that game, I mean, it was Dalton Connect, right? He had 39 points in 32 minutes uh, as well, four for six from three, eight rebounds. You know, he, he looked dominant. There was times where he would get the ball low post and he would just like body everyone, whether it was Tyrese, like the entire team was getting, you know, body downside. So for this team, I think that they're going to need to learn how to play against bigger guys, because obviously when you see NBA players like they're now it's all stretched threes. But in college, not all the big men can shoot. And like there's just guys that are still big men, right? They're not guys that like, you know, in the NBA, you got like Jokic, you got Embiid, you got those guys that can also shoot the three. So they're a little bit more versatile. But in college, you got guys that are just dominant inside. So what do you think the Gators need to do when they play like, you know, physical centers like that? Well, I think you really saw the limitations of Tyrese Samuel when he goes against a real, real big presence down low. Uh, he didn't perform well against Ole Miss. Ole Miss in that game had 16 blocks granted, and it really affected our offense. And one thing about this team is they're not a good defensive team. Tennessee is top five. You saw that. Florida averages 84 points a game against Tennessee. They scored 66. So Florida allows 76. They allowed 85 for Tennessee. And you're going to see these limitations. And I think one way to really improve it is I'd like to see an uptick in the minutes of Hanlockton. And I say that because when you have a guy that's seven foot one, seven foot, seven foot one, you you're gonna have to be able to utilize him <clears throat> in games where you're playing against bigger teams. And Tyree Samuel, when I look at him, I see more of a, a creative power forward, right? He reminds me of uh not to make such a such a comparison but of a bam at a bio type of player he's physical he's big but he's not as tall you put him against uh an anthony davis type of type of player a joel Embiid, if you will and you're going to see the limitations and i think we got to find ways or florida rather florida has to find ways to utilize hand locked in and give him more minutes to make him more effective against these bigger teams yeah i 100 percent agree i mean like it's not like they lack height right it's just whether or not, you know, they're going to come to these games physical. And I think they're learning that, you know, after the game, uh, Walter Clayton Jr. said that, you know, toughness, they just played harder. It's that simple. Um, you know, he also said that you can be more physical, but you got to want to be more physical. And I think that literally set, you know, that's a good thing. I think that if they're seeing that, that, OK, you know, they're getting blown out by Ole Miss. They got pretty dominated by Tennessee that the reason why they're losing those games is just purely out of physicality. Yes, they might those other teams might have like a little bit more talent or whatever, but still there's no matter how much talent you have, like Katie said, like, you know, talent fails if you don't work hard or something like that, you gotta, you gotta push yourself. I mean, there's going to be times in games where like, you know, I was watching it and Tennessee just looked, whether it was offense, defense, in transition, whatever, they were just ready to go. Like, you know, full guns blazing. Whereas, you know, Florida was jogging up the core and you can't have that against like top, you know, 25 teams like that. You can't have that. So, Speaking of that, um, with this team now, what, what's their conference record right now? They're one and three in the yeah. SEC, so which is not good. Yeah, that is not good, um, especially because the key of any, you know, NCAA tournament bid is you got to win on the road, right? So we'll see what happens for the season. But we're currently, right now, after seeing how they played against Tennessee, 
Um, it's not looking too great, their NCAA tournament chances. I mean, they're still obviously above 500, but the SEC is a tough conference this year for sure. And so for what I'm seeing, I think that this team needs to start get, putting together those road wins quickly rather than uh, later as well. You know, they got to defend home court, but I don't know. I mean, I look at this team, they're young, but they definitely can still make the tournament. But the, the turnaround to do that needs to be like right now. Yeah, 0-3 on the road, and, and now you go and face an 8-8 eight and eight Missouri team, and that has to be a win. It has to be a win because you need to find a way to get back to 500 in the SEC, and that's really what's going to be your, your bread and butter in, in making the tournament late, right? So you have Missouri on the road, then you're going to go, you're going to have Mississippi State at home. They're a good team. That's a good basketball team. And then you're going to play Georgia at home as well. I think that has to be a win. But just looking at the schedule here, it, it's a tough SEC schedule, but every SEC team, SEC team plays it. So there really is no excuse, and with the loss to Tennessee, I feel really a lot of Gator fans kind of expected it going into the game. It's a tough loss. It's a really tough loss. I'm sure more, more people than not expected it to be closer, but it's a tough loss. I feel a lot of people kind of expected it, but it's a bad loss that affects Florida's tournament chances now where you're going to have to get to 500. You're going to have to get to reasonably you want to be at least 9-7 and seven heading into the SEC tournament late in the year just to have a chance. And I think this Florida team can do it, and it has to start with the offense. So what I would love to see is just Florida's ability to space the floor. They're shooting just about 31% from three or 33% from three, and that's just – it's just not going to do it. You know, at least watching the Tennessee game, it feels when they can't get anything going in the paint. They just can't get anything to work from the outside. You know, you have guards like Zion Pullen that are shooting 45% from three. You have Walter Clayton shooting just about 35%. Riley Kugel's capable, even though the percentages don't show it. We know he's a capable shooter. So that has to change because you just see these teams stack in the box. And Florida can't get anything going in the paint, and, and next thing you know, you're down 20. Yeah, I mean, you greatly said it. Like, I think their entire offense, you know, if you really tune in and watch how they play offense, they kind of throw the ball inside, and they'll try to work inside early so they can open up those three-point opportunities because then they'll just kick it out. You know, obviously, if you're doing well in the paint, the defense is going to sag a little bit more inside because they're like, okay, we have to, you know, we can't let them just get in, right? But... If you can't get things like inside, like, you know, against Ole Miss, they weren't able to get anything inside. They, they That Ole Miss had 16 blocks against them. And then so what did they do? It just looked like stagnant offense, right? It was just like passing the ball around the three-point line, not a lot of, you know, movement. So I think they need to, you know, Golden needs to go back to the drawing board and see like, all right, if we can't get things that work inside, do we continue to try to play that brand of basketball? Or do we try to, like, you know, do some pick and rolls or just do a lot of, like, off-screen ball movement to get open looks from three? Because you have to be able to be versatile in this league, especially in the SEC. There's going to be teams that can really guard the perimeter well, and then there's going to be teams that can play, you know, really good inside, and then there's going to be Tennessee that can basically do anything, right, defensively. So, but if you're not shooting well from three and you can't even get inside, that's just a recipe for disaster, and so we'll see what happens with Missouri. I think they should be able to get that done. 
I mean, they have to. It's a road game. It's tough, you know, being on the road after losing to Tennessee like that and then having to go not home, but you got to go again to Missouri. It's going to be a little bit tough, but I think they should be able to get it done. And then we'll see what happens with the home game slate against uh, Mississippi State and Georgia. But is there anything else you'd like to add before we close this up? Uh, definitely. I have one more thing, one more adjustment I would like to see out of Florida, and I think this may come into effect against Missouri, maybe Mississippi State. I think now it's time for Riley Kugel to move back into that starting lineup. I agree. I mean, he played well, um, you know, to start out the game and everything like that, and then against Tennessee, but then, you know, everyone was struggling, right? But I think if you have this guy that, you know, was SEC, you know, freshman, like, honors last year, and then you have him on the bench, like, obviously he... I'm not saying he didn't deserve to go to the bench. I think that was very important for his development as a player because there was that stretch where he couldn't shoot the ball at all, right? But now I know Golden's in a tough situation where it's like, okay, well, when he was starting, he was kind of like not producing at all offensively. Now when he's coming off the bench, he's producing a lot more efficiently. So I definitely think, I, you know, Riley Kugel wants to be in that starting lineup. Obviously, you have to be, you know, he is a potential NBA draft pick and, you know, I want to say this year, I think his draft stock has gone down a little bit, but I still think if he was to turn it around now, he could still get drafted um, next year or maybe if he decides to stay one more year. But I, I agree with you. I think you have to play him because you can't lose that confidence um, as a player. You know, like he he's very confident in his ability and he has all the ability in the world, you know, for him. You know, the uh, the sky's the ceiling. So we'll see what happens. And, and you know, with that, this concludes the second episode of the Gator Men's Basketball Podcast. Make sure to follow the Orange and Blue Sports Network on Instagram and Twitter at OBSN Gators. Again, that is at OBSN Gators. As well, make sure to follow us on YouTube at the Orange and Blue Sports Network. I'm Miguel Molina with Nick Diaz. Thank you for listening.